Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hello? Is this outside the walls? <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how if the earth really was flat, cats would have pushed everything off the edge by now. <laughs> my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. What is this, a meme? Say my name. Brad Polly. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. No one is right. Say it. Uh, say and together it. we are the Inglorious Bastards. You wouldn't say it. Bojangles Appalachia. <laughs> little, little bitch. Appalachia. Appalachia. My God, Michael. Appalution. No. It's <laughs> Appalachia. I can't even say it now. It's Appalachia. John, Johnny Sunshine. Is it Appalachia? His new name. Say Johnny, my name. Johnny Sunshine. <laughs> well, good old Johnny Sunshine's here. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's fucked up. What is this? This is Brandon Andrews show. <laughs> what was that? Run DMC. <laughs> Brandon brought his own soundboard today, so buckle up, kids. Uh, announcements. It's, it's Friend Sunday, so tell all your friends. I don't know. It's Friend Sunday? Yeah. He, said, he said friend. Friend. Tell all your friends. That's great. <laughs> your friends from down uns. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tell people we have a podcast. Can we start over? Wait, what, are we we, do, what are we doing here? Uh, can we just start over? Yeah, let, let's, let's start over. <laughs> All right, pause. <laughs> You're listening to Outside the Walls, a podcast from author and speaker Brandon Andrus. Hey, t- turn it off, Michael. Listen, okay. hey, it's May, bitches. It's May. Brandon's back. Billy, it's May. Eric, it's May. Casey, it's May. Man, they hounded back, you, didn't they? Back off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's May. For 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 the uninitiated, uh, Brandon said he was going to be off of Facebook until May, and it's May. All of the uh, pub Pharisees came out and decided that <laughs> anytime you, you know, post it, the, the, the whole time that I was going to be out, it was to write a book, which I did within like three months, yeah. and so I was done. And all of the pub Pharisees came out like little bitches. Jeez. <laughs> By the way, I did get here. I, I arrived here tonight, Michael. Yeah. Without directions. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't use mine today. You didn't use your GPS no. today? It was on, but I didn't ha- have it set to an address. Well, thank God. You've only been here 300 times. I'm I mean, learning. Hey, I will say that on the way here, I saw... I was like, I've got to be close to Martinsville. <laughs> I saw yeah. the the Confederate flag on the back there of the truck, yep. and then what? What did I say? The other America. Uh, vi- another vehicle had shag and wagon on the back, and I'm like, yeah. dude, that's Brad's new van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that dude looks like Br- who? <laughs> Brad Polly? Who? The, Never the, heard the of the artist formerly known as Brad. <laughs> Didn't know her. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right. Um, so let's go into what he's. I'm drinking. getting really excited over here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited right now. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. What hey. are you drinking? Hey, hey. What have I we been drinking? What have we been drinking, drinking now? What have we been drinking already? Past time. What did we drunk? Uh, Brandon brought us some booze. What'd you bring, buddy? Uh, the 
building off of the last episode when Spank Your Monkey was here, oh, we have brought Spank the, Your Monkey. The Who was that? Gold. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of that sound effect. I'm just not. Chimpanzees make you uncomfortable? No. Just, it's, I don't know. Uh, hello? Kind of Is this outside the walls? <laughs> Michael's trying to deflect at this point. He's yeah. uncomfortable with monkey sounds. Mm. Yep. All right. Let's not talk about it. Keep moving. Keep that train rolling. Do we have to? No, I don't think we do. Um... <laughs> the old playoff music. <laughs> All right, Brandon. What are we? Uh, what are we drinking here? <laughs> Brandon's incapacitated. I'll read it. Uh, Brandon brought Founders Solid Gold. It's their premium lager. Lager. Yeah. Um, it's a. It's it's lager. a lager. I mean, it's Dang a near logda. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do I logter? L O G G E D. Like put your penis inside of her, Michael. Is that what you're trying to say? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would not say something like that. Back up. <laughs> no, I think you did. Nope. I'm pretty sure you did. Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> that wasn't me. What do we get for $10? Nope. Turn this thing around. What is this? Everything. What? What? God damn it. What what is that? What is, is, what the hell? is that jizzmuzzle.com? <laughs> oh shit. Somebody else just showed this up by the way. This is over. Oh shit. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? Up from the grave he <laughs> arose. Is that bone diddly? <laughs> Oh, gosh. What, did you bring like a 40 ounce in a bag? Oh, shit. Brad's here, everybody. Brad's here. All right. Should we pause for station identification? Let's pause for station identification. All right. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I've got got pause music. Hold on. All right. All right. (laughs) I never get to use that. I just want to use that. All right. Go ahead and pause. And we're back. Um, Oh, wait. Let Let me unmute Brad. Aw. Already? Yeah. I've only been gone like a yeah. month. I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and mute you again. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> so Brad's, Brad's here. Uh, he's like, he popped in like Mr. McFeely. And uh, who's Mr. Mr. McFeely from... from uh, I prefer Mr. Roper. Mr. Roper. Mr. Roper. That's what I was going to go with. Mr. Rogers. Mr. McFeely. No, is Mr. A Roper. Much, Mr. McFeely is a much better name. I don't know. Brad's more Don Knotts than he is. Mr. Roper McFeely. didn't touch her. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, he's got it. He's got it out. Picked up where he left off. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Some things never change. Nope. So Brad has been away. Um, he's dropping by. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hi. I just slow, dropped by. Slow night, at the, slow night at the Poly House. Yeah. <laughs> Brain was like, "I got a beer. I'm bringing over. You got to try it. You got to come over." All right. <laughs> he's like a he's like a cat. He goes away for two or three weeks right, and I'll then be he comes back. back. As soon as I get yeah. hungry enough. Yeah. It's like I have my, all my Wednesdays cleared for some reason. I can't figure out why. I guess I'll come by. Oh man. Um God, by the way. Holy shit. 
So listening to the last week's episode, a fucking train wreck <laughs> with that soundboard. My yeah. God. Wait, wait to hear the first 10 minutes of this Jeez. podcast. It's, it's a real. Oh you're welcome. God. I was literally in my car last week and driving going, for God's sake, get on with it. I was sitting going, I can't believe anybody listens to this. It's like you're a casual observer now. Uh, Man. We, and we're going to get to feedback eventually. But we had somebody said, you know, the, I, I've been hard on the soundboard last week. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That are desensitized. Yeah, by I was gonna say. So, I think it's like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I'm on <laughs> hashtag number twenty. By the way, all right. Uh, Brad also <laughs> brought you brought some whiskey. Yeah, wed, wed, wed West. Wed How much West. of that have you had? I've morphed into Michael on my sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Red Breast. It's Irish whiskey. Red Breast uh, Lustau edition. Uh, their 12 year is one of my favorite whiskeys. Redbreast is my favorite Irish whiskey brand. Thanks, Bubby. Yeah. You're welcome. It was yeah, very it's good, good stuff, man. Thank you for that. It's finished in sherry casks mm-hmm. and it is delicious. Yep. So. Yeah, it's on, I the mean, ba- on the back end of that, smooth. man. Yeah, it's, it's like smooth. right up there with Fireball, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close second. <laughs> it's a close. No, it was really it Fireball. <laughs> that shit is banned it's in uh, like a literal, thousand countries. Literal poison. Brad, don't throw your glass at him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fireball will make you go blind. Oh man! Um, so we're okay. jerking off. <laughs> I think the four of us—well, three of us—I don't think Brandon's asexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got the hashtag for the night. Three, uh, three, three of the four of us have proved that theory incorrect. I think. <laughs> well, I even wrote that hashtag down. <laughs> Dear God, he's not even a little bi. Wow. You're the one that invited me. Wow! I know it. Wow! Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> I'm never coming back. Whoa. I'm done. I'm done in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, whatever. We've heard that before. <laughs> okay. Um, get your hand off my leg. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. We have derailed. <laughs> what a train wreck. <laughs> this round is on the Passards Pub. Um, if you'd uh, like to buy us Never around, heard of her. <laughs> if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pastors Community <laughs> Church, Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, and special music. Uh, at any level, you can access the Pastors Pubs, close Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Uh, this just in, Saturday will be a two-year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we're having a little meetup here. Yeah. For, for uh, Monk Moved Indiana yeah. for some goddamn reason. For Mr. Monk. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> huh. That was at best a lateral move from Tennessee. Like yeah, at that best. boy needs more winter in his life. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so you got shit, the same shitty politics, but now you have to deal with cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> so things discussed in the pub this week. Welcome. Uh, sex talks with kids. So it's awkward. Uh, Pacific Northwest turd meetup. They're planning yeah. a turd meetup there. Uh, turd meetup surrounding the arrival of Monk. So mm-hmm. this past weekend, we I helped him move in. Some several other turds mm-hmm. helped him. Move yeah, in. it was a good crew there. Yeah, then we went and got beer afterwards. It was nice. great. Um, and and this then, is going to be the jerk chicken extravaganza this week. Yeah, this weekend. Totally, Monk's bringing. Is he bringing? We ever confirmed that he was. He was I like, said, God damn it. Well, like he said, yeah, jerk chicken is delicious. I mentioned something like, if we don't have jerk chicken, what the fuck are we even doing with ourselves? <laughs> well, he, he was is like, Jamaican. jerk chicken is delicious, and I was like. Hey, thanks for bringing it. God damn it. I <laughs> should have said to anything. keep my mouth shut. So I don't know if he is or not. Yeah, I hope hey, so. Hey, Mark, bring jerk chicken. Somebody bring jerk chicken. Um, <laughs> or just call Lucas Allen. He knows how to jerk a chicken. <laughs> Dear God. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, so. Wow. We also talked about. Wow. Uh, 
How? I'm a, <laughs> wow. I'm a pro at jerking sausage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you see why it's funny, Michael? We also talked it's, about how... You see, it's a double meaning. Yeah. I get it. A double entendre, if you will. Gosh. Can you go back wherever you came from? Gosh. Can you go back on sabbatical? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Jesus, that's my favorite sound. Are you board. muting me already? No, I was not muting you. All right, we also talked about how Mike Pence is speaking at the NRA convention, and because of this, there are no guns allowed while he's there. Just. God, fuck everyone. How poetic is that? Just. Guns make you safer. You can't have them here. Cool. Uh, Safe zones are bullshit. They're for liberals and queers. Uh, God, guns are fine at school, not around Mike. There are no, though. there are no good guys at the NRA. Oh, That's man. what we've learned. No God. good guys. Uh, um, mustard lovers. A lot of people love mustard. We got some. I like mustard. mustard. Do, you, do you not like mustard? No, it's just Dude, people have like White Castle Dusseldorf mustard. Oh, I know the best mustard. Did out I tell there. you about that? Yeah. You did. Yeah. And it, I don't know if the, I've had that. Dude, it's so good. It's like Kroger. really. Oh my yeah. God! On a bratwurst, that yeah. is oh, yeah. magical. Yep. Yeah, my wife hates mustard. Really? Yeah, hates it. I'm not. I'm just okay with like I, plain yellow mustard. I man, love. Give mustard. me like a brown mustard, and, uh, especially uh, when you're jerking sausage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Lube up squirt, some sauce. Lube up some jerk sausage with some mustard. <laughs> my God. <laughs> if it comes out yellow, then uh, oh, boy, boy, whoa. you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> you need to go to the doctor in a hurry, like <laughs> ASAP. Doctor. Oh, wait. Okay. Do you have any follow-up questions, or this is your checkup? This is your pastor's podcast checkup, Brandon. Turn you have something you need to tell Brandon. us. Turn your head and cough. Let's talk about your asexuality for a minute. <laughs> Dear God, is this is this like a confirmed thing? Well, I mean, I know has, he's. I know he, he does not. have three children, so I, probably I, not. I know he's not bisexual. I've tried. <laughs> Get your hand off my leg, dude. <laughs> Boy, wow Okay I'd like to think that I'm responsible for derailing this But I have a feeling I'm not It was bad before you got here It was off the track Look at the Neanderthals that they bring in Yes Yep Um, where are we? Good lord Who are we? Just what are we doing? Fat pastors Why are we here? here? Bojangles, here we go Here we go Jingles here, what's up with that name? People make it funny, people feel strange. Rolling on up in the fastest pump, huh? Eating them up, eating the grub. Say now, nah, give me that, give me that, give me that food. Give me that, give me that, give me that food. I want that, I want that, I want that food. Give me that, give me that, give me that food. Don't you wanna be, wanna be a fat bastard? I wanna be, wanna be a fat bastard. We all wanna be, wanna be a fat bastard. All right. Uh, we fucking ate it all already. Yep. It was. <laughs> so that was that section. Next. Moving on. It was great. Uh, so Steve Austin, the lovely Steve Austin. Stone Cold. Um, from. Um, uh, I should have had the. Bionic. I got mixed up with the with the. Uh, <laughs> two two Steve Austin. Yeah, with, yeah uh, I know, Steve, right? I took me off 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 kilter here. Steve Austin from Ask Steve Austin podcast in. Uh, Several of bucks. WWE and, fame. 
and jizzmuzzle.com. Um, Bang those middle lights together, buddy. new book about free diving. Yeah, he, he's got a book called we'll Catching Your Breath. We'll be talking to him about that soon, I think. No, free not, diving. not for a few months, but we will be talking about Catching Your Breath. His book. Go yeah, check it out. talk about it. That'll be a train wreck interview, too. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I listened to the fir- his, our it's first great, interview with man. him. It's it is fantastic. Off the rails. And it is a train wreck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So good. We love you, Steve. Uh, Thank, thanks five, for- Steve Aust- five Steve Austin. Uh, let's do uh, five Nick Sabans. Let's do oh, Nick yeah, Sabans. yeah, yeah. Out of Nick Sabans? No, whatever. Let's do it out of illegal recruiting. Technically not back. Yeah. Illegal recruitings. <laughs> All right. So he sent us some um, <laughs> duffel bags of cash. <laughs> he, he, sent of some, cash. he sent some jerk and sausage and some jerk and chicken. <laughs> no, he sent us a chicken, like a whole chicken. Basically a chicken that was yeah. And uh, from Big Bob Gibson Barbecue. <laughs> And it's the most Alabama name ever. Yeah, very yes. much, yeah. It was sitting on my porch when I'm I got Big here. Bobby Gibson. <laughs> it was sitting on your porch. Yeah. Boy, am I glad I ate that. Well, it was sun roasted. Good, it was saying it was only 85 degrees today and humid. It was, <laughs> it was in a it was in a box which had a cooler, a styrofoam cooler, and an ice pack inside of it. Like it was iced. It's not a so. cooler. Steve Austin was inside. It's yes. not a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and he popped out. That's kind of a deep cut right there. Um, okay, so Steve and a snorkel because his new book is about free diving. Yes. Well, if you're free diving, you don't Obviously. need snorkels. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, flippers. Anyway. <laughs> so what else did he send us? He sent us he sent us a rack uh, rack of ribs and uh, basically a whole chicken. Yeah. And you. It's already cooked, so you just you it looked like it a up. horrid farming accident. By the time I got, yeah, well, well, I mean, we we did some damage. You should have heard the noises Michael was making. Chicken was smoky goodness. Yeah, the chicken was. He sent also barbecue yeah. sauce as well. Uh, a habanero barbecue. It wasn't really habanero like it said it was, but it wasn't spicy. Damn good barbecue sauce though. Yeah, I will be using that until it's gone. So. I so the chicken was probably the best chicken I've had in a long time. I like the chicken better than the ribs even. Yeah. And the ribs that was were good. Yeah. The chicken was I'm giving the chicken 5 and give the ribs 4 and a half. Like That's it fair. was yeah. It was damn good. Yeah, I will give so, that. I'll do uh four duffel bags of cash on the ribs and five duffel yeah. or duffel bags of cash on the uh, chicken. I'll do zero stone colds <laughs> on both cuz I it am a quasitarian. No. I ate the ribs, so it was really good. <laughs> I was say, you ate something over there. They're so good. Pastor's the vegetarian. I was snarling. Ruining vegetarian since yeah. 2016. Thanks, Keegan Cold. just stopped listening. Keegan's like, fuck this. Get Keegan out. Keegan and just, Quincy just, and Tracy. Just, and unsubscribed yeah. from outside the walls, you faker. You vegetable faker. Um, you don't really love the animals. Anyway, so this is this is our letter from, from Stephen... Uh, Austin, Steve Austin, uh, confession, several months for several months on multiple occasions, different friends told me I had to listen to the inglorious bastards podcast. You have bad friends. I kept blowing them off. No, Michael, not like that. Uh, <laughs> because hey! wow, that's a blowjob joke. Wow. Guys. Because wow. let's be honest. Let's be honest. is what he wrote. <laughs> what are you doing? He said, <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. He said, because let's be honest, podcast people are are weird AF. They are. true. Yeah. Yeah. He said, go ahead. Think about it. You know, I'm right. I mean, Brandon's here. He's a podcast people. Yeah. Yeah. We're all podcast people. Um, And not long after that, you jackasses had a guest cancel on the last minute and reluctantly decided to chat with me after not reading a (laughs) single line of any of my books. It is uh, entirely guilty as charged. It is true. And magic happened, he said. 
It did. I listened to it again today. It was really good. I still haven't read any of his books, and I haven't read his new one because you've been hogging it yes. for six months. And he said, Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He has his own cues in this. This is Steve, Steve Austin soundboard right now. He said, uh, from cop- pop culture references that are completely lost on me to woke discussions that continue to teach and challenge a boy from the deep south. Oh, God. So deep. To more dick jokes than you can shake. Would you say that Steve is balls deep in the south? <laughs> he said... <laughs> More dick jokes than you can shake a Catholic priest at. This is my tribe. Oh my God. Well, well. He said, I've pretty much given up on the church, but the goddamn pastor's pub continues to save me. People I've never met, people um, I might not recognize on the street were a freak in the sheets and weirdos in the streets. Um, Wait, is that you or him? I, that was me. Okay. Um, that definitely sounded that like was a me. Michael Adler. Yeah, it kind of did. And yet these are my people. And I am forever grateful for all the friendship, the discussion, the belly laughs, the fact that I can say that Prince is just a Michael Jackson wannabe Ugh. and you fuckers don't kick me out yet. Not no, yet. God, did we ever drag God. you for days yeah. on that. He, Steve, I love you. You have the worst goddamn pop culture <laughs> opinions of anybody I've ever met. Uh, I'm team, uh, team Steve on this. Uh, enjoy the barbecue, assholes. Boy, that's a shocker. Yeah, really. Uh, I spent $69 on it. Nice. <laughs> And, and thanks for Christ, creating. That was sixty nine dollars. It was it was worth every penny of it in my Boy. mind. He said, "I'm actually thinking about getting it again." Uh, <laughs> and thanks for creating a space, safe. You know space. we have a barbecue restaurant in town. Uh, right? It's that almost you, as expensive. I went, I went there last night. Did you really? Yeah, I went there last night. What'd you get? Uh, I got uh, pulled pork, nine racks of ribs, yeah. and, uh, jerk and sausage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, "Thanks for creating a safe space for all of us spiritual misfits to belong." P.S. I made it through this entire script without a single inappropriate Tracy reference. Fuck you, Tracy. <laughs> yep, and you too, Travis. Hey, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Oh man, we appreciate it, bud. Thank you, Steve. That was really good. Steve is. We'll come back on the show. We can, we can rebuild him soon and very soon. He is coming on the show. I'll be having that on my soundboard when he soon comes back. Oh, thanks for sending Matt and I a copy of your book too, and you know that's cool. Yeah, well, it's really. Cool. I think he might have sent Matt a copy. We no, we never wanna, did. We didn't want to uh, fucking. Read I told it anyway. him I'd read it, but he didn't send it. Well, it's really good, guys. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, thanks, it's great. You're king. I don't know the curses. The curse is Michael's the only one that's going to interview he, you. He didn't tell me to give it to you. He hasn't given me permission. That's like file sharing now. <laughs> also, on. I have that over, I have that hanging over his head right now. He, he throws puppies against the garage, but yet he's worried <laughs> yeah, about right. copyright laws. Well, jeez. <laughs> right. uh, Fucking have, dog murder is worried about <laughs> file sharing. Got it. <laughs> um, I do have it over his head, though. If he pisses me off, I'm just going to file share the shit out of that book. <laughs> Let's put it on our main Twitter feed. Yep. <laughs> Here you go. I told him I was going to add a chapter about jizz muzzles. <laughs> here's here's the Dropbox link. Yep. Enjoy. I'm adding a chapter on free diving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to go into this. He's like, week. I regret ever. Then we're still not to the news. <laughs> no. no, we're not. God, you know, I was sitting here listening to past episodes going, I kind of miss doing it. And I come here tonight and I'm like, Maybe I'm not going to come back. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. TBD. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. Into the news feed. Ah! What's up? 
Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, from AOL.com. What? I don't <laughs> That's know. still a thing? Apparently. You've got mail. Honest to God, did not know that AOL. Apparently, that's existed. still. Apparently, they still do news. I don't know. It's probably owned by Google. It's probably, probably owned by is. Yahoo. Yeah, right. Uh, report: Man's wrecked him. Damn, Damn near, near killed, killed him. him. <laughs> Fell out after he played phone games on the toilet for thirty minutes. Oh, yeah, I see that. Wait a second. A Chinese man suffered a severe instance of rectal prolapse. That's my album Could dropping you, out. Yeah, Rectal Prolapse. Yeah, That's the name of my new death metal band. Death metal band. <laughs> Rectal Prolapse yeah. LP. Yeah. <laughs> my first album title is It Was All the Szechuan Peppercorns. <laughs> wiki wiki. It's a rap. <laughs> a Chinese man suffered a severe instance of rectal prolapse after he sat on a toilet for half an hour while playing games on his cell phone. The Daily Mail reports that the unnamed patient went to the hospital around midnight. <clears throat> literally shit out his record. After he noticed that a mysterious literally. ball. A mysterious ball Did it sized, kill him? A mysterious ball sized mass had fallen out of his anus, but was still attached to his rear. <laughs> oh. Ball sized mass out of his anus. That is an actual sentence. That's a sentence that's been written in English. All right. Well, reports from China. State that doctors diagnosed. You know, I know that we wanted to do asexual. Brandon is asexual for the hashtag, but if it's not ball-sized anus, uh, ball-sized mass, ball-sized mass, something is terribly wrong. Uh, Somebody got yeah, that. Brandon, yeah. you got that. Ball-sized mass. <laughs> okay. Poor, poor Carrie. Uh, a condition Sorry. where the rectum Carrie's damn near friends. killed him. Detaches from inside the body, allowing it to protrude through the anus, thereby turning it inside out. Yeah, I've seen a picture of my father's rectum. Yeah, so true story. That he showed me. No, true story. So dad was in the hospital for like three straight weeks with like could not stop having diarrhea. Like yeah. they had no idea what was wrong with him. It was kind of a weird, like pretty nerve wracking time because he wasn't in good shape. He was not in good shape. So they did a colonoscopy and mom's like, you want to see the, you want to see like these pictures from the colonoscopy? Like whatever. It's inside of dad's colon. I mean, who it's. He it, wanted to go. See that's a not even going to unpack all the mess of that. No, that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Um, so mom's like, here, look at these pictures. So like, I'm flipping through. <laughs> here, look at these. No, pictures. It's, this is mom. Yeah. Mom, look sweet, at these sweet Debbie. Of your father's anus. No, well, no, no, no. It was just the inside of his colon. Yeah, so like, it so, just looks yeah. like the inside of your intestines. And it's like, oh, I can see the like it was. Uh, what was it? Ulcer uh, of colitis. Ulcer of colitis. Okay, I can obviously there's ulcers on his colon. So I'm flipping through. I get to picture like number five or six. Please, and it's a picture. Pick. It's a picture of a doctor's rubber glove finger oh. next to my dad's asshole. Yeah, <laughs> which had, which had prolapse. Yeah, and mom lost yeah. her shit. <laughs> she waited there all day. She thought it was. The- yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, good. The podcast has canned laughter now. <laughs> What could possibly gr- for fuck's sake? So, <laughs> game over, bitch. God, you know, I was thinking today. I'm like, if I ever come back to this podcast, I should probably get some more sounds. Why? <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Spend all your time Jesus. God, okay, anyway. A, what a mess. Anyway. What a waste um, of everyone's time. Anyway, so apparently this guy has had a rectal prolapse since he was four. Oh, geez. But the bulge was able to retract in the past. Same. Same. Damn it, you beat me to it. What are you doing? God damn it, Brandon. Are you playing two-life crew again? What? 
Brandon, whitest person on the planet, has two life crew have no on idea. his phone. You have no idea. It's glowing. Uh, anyway, so he has glows. to be the only asexual man on the planet listening to two life crew. <laughs> all right. So there, okay. So that's all I got for that one. Uh, so this one uh, from Deadspin.com. Florida man arrested for they're practicing. Florida man. Florida man. Arrested for practicing karate by kicking swans okay, in the so head. That was another thought I had last oh, week listening geez. to podcasts. Michael has officially maimed, raped, and killed that joke. Just murdered it mercilessly. Never touched her. God, <laughs> he's just destroyed it. Anytime you went any website now, it's like, uh, we're on your, uh, we're yeah. news comes first. You ruined it. You ruined you it. Absolutely, you absolutely ruined, ruined it. the joke. Hey, if it's worth doing once, it's worth God. doing a thousand times. <laughs> You like, you have not just beaten the dead horse. You've thrown the dead horse against the garage. All right, go door. ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Can I? Yes. God. Florida man arrested for practicing karate by kicking swans in the head. Same. I mean, kind you got to practice on something. Would you, you know, practice on humans? No. No. Normally, I would be against like killing animals and like you know treating them ethically, but those. Swans straight, are straight from hell. Swans? Pit, I thought it was just Canadian geese. Canadian Those are geese mean as hell. Pit vipers from hell. Kick every single one of them yeah. in the head. I, just, I, saw, I, saw, I was. I was go go really, back to Canada. I was having a really bad day one day when I worked as a property manager, and I was driving back to. I so went, you kicked a swan. Well, no, we had Canadian geese everywhere. Yeah, have you ever tried to catch a goose? No, I haven't tried to catch because they're mean as fuck. So, I have. I'm driving in my truck and one standing in the road in so front of me. Slammed against the garage. In our parking lot. And I'm honking at it. No. And I drive by it. I have my window down. I drive by it. I was, I was having a bad day. <laughs> I drive by it and it hisses at me. I just looked at it and was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> to a Canadian goose. Yeah. Those things are mean. They are. It that's, is that mean. That's, hey, that's something I would was, do. Well, this was, you know, in fairness, like four or five years well, ago. Well, you, you know it doesn't know English, Brad, right? And that job was a bunch of bullshit <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay, so anyway. You were honking it. Eh, it was honking that's at right. you. Yeah. <laughs> so last week, uh, the Orlando Sentinel. Um, where no, he's ruined it. Stop. <laughs> where the joke is done. It's done. News. It's done. <laughs> Report Throw it against the garage door and be done with it. It's done. Right. I don't even care about this. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> the man's name, Rocco Rocco Joseph Mandela, was uh, arrested. Nelson Mandela's son. That's <laughs> no, not. No, this guy. Nelson is, Mandela this and guy, Pantera. This had guy a is baby. white. Is this about the Mantella <laughs> effect? He didn't actually kick geese. You just think he did. It's really the Baron Steen bears. <laughs> God, I wish you'd go home. God, well, as soon, soon as I finish this beer, I'm out. <laughs> anyway, according to Orange County arrest affidavit, Mantella, not no, not related to Nelson, Nelson. was spotted by a few witnesses around 9.30 a.m. Jesus. Kicking, he wakes up in the morning going, you know what I need to do? Kicking a bunch of animals. <laughs> Gonna practice my moves. <laughs> I'm someone, pretty sure this might be me. Someone saw him kick one swan in the head and another in the butt. This guy's a hero. And if you don't think so, fuck you. <laughs> he was also apparently targeted a small duck enjoying a morning nap. <laughs> Mantella was charged with one count of cruelty animals, which carries a maximum sentence of six months in Florida. Oh, that's not bad. That's doable. <laughs> oh, Mantell, I didn't see this. Has some experience fighting humans as he wrestled for Indiana University. 
fought in an immature image was MMA before bout? after he left, left South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, care if he kicks geese as long as he's anti-apartheid. Didn't Nelson Mandela die in the 80s? No, he literally just died a few years ago. The Man- Mandela. Please tell me you've got that. I can't type anymore. I, I have like 50. <laughs> oh, this is a train wreck. I'm done. Brandon, let's hear it. Yeah, Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> Wave of huge alligators wreaking havoc across the southern states. Florida. Alligator sightings are common in South Florida. Several residents in Florida and Texas were sent into a panic as large gators stopped traffic, invaded porches, and even approached a Target store over the weekend. <laughs> Just wanted Imagine some Starbucks, that. man. Yeah. Just wanted one of those new ultimate frappuccino, caramel frappuccinos. Had to go to the value section up front. Yeah, get to get right. some knickknacks. Yeah, so listen right. to this. The alligator invasion started in Florida on April 28th when an aggressive 11-foot, same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Aggressive 11-foot's a pretty good hashtag. That's, that's pretty good. I'm done. Yeah. That's all you wanted to say. Scene. Literally all he wanted to say was a aggr- He didn't even care about the story. He saw aggressive 11 foot and all he wanted to do was read it and say same. And he is now done reading his story. Unbelievable. Oh yeah. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> oh man. Right, is that it? Are you done? That's it. Seeing, I know it. Yeah. Oh Jeez. gosh. All right. Um, oh my god. CNN.com. Oh. Anyone? No. Fake news. Where uh, fake news, fake news is on your side. Uh, trucker gets lost in the woods with a truck full of chips. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> eat any. This. So, uh, so Oregon trucker Jacob Cartwright uh, first set out on Tuesday to deliver a shipment of potato chips. He never expected to emerge from the wilderness four days later on foot. Jesus. Uh, despite being where, lost, where the hell was he delivering those to get to like that lost? Despite being lost in the woods, you a think that anything looking for any place that's going to be selling chips would be on a main drag somewhere. <laughs> you would think so. So Jeez. he was driving from Portland to Nisa, Oregon, or Nissa, Oregon, uh, a town near the Idaho border, trying to make a delivery by 7:30 a.m. on Wednesday, but his GPS system sent him to the wrong road into a ro- remote mountainous location, of the Oregon State Police. Um. Yeah, Cartwright entered the wrong address and uh, got lost. Didn't eat any potato chips. He said he did not stop. He worked. He walked twelve to thirteen hours a day all three days. Jeez. Um. Yeah. Didn't he leave like he like left the road, which I don't understand. Yeah. yeah that's follow the road back. Like I don't. Yeah, I think he just got way he, turned. I think around. he was just looking for DB Cooper's money. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that is a deep cut. That is a deep cut. You got to know history if you're going to get that. Yeah, that is a very You're welcome. It's a long rabbit hole. I just sent some dumbass down a Google (laughs) rabbit hole for about five hours. You sent him down YouTube conspiracy holes, which you sent him down. Three hours later, uh, what was I doing? 
Oh, po- podcast. Yeah, D.B. Cooper was actually Hitler in disguise. Yeah, yeah I a, knew it. Jet yeah. fuel can't melt, melt steel, be- steel, <laughs> steel beams. Uh, he was so dehydrated that his kidneys had stopped functioning. That's not great. Um, yeah, three or four days without water is bad. Well, you got to figure, though, the chips probably wouldn't have helped that a whole lot. No. Time. No. He's probably pretty smart to not eat the chips, actually, now that you think Well, he about left it. the truck. It's not like he grabbed a bag full yeah, and right. took him with him. I don't think he got... He, <laughs> he burst in the woods with a literal box on his shoulder. <laughs> I don't like think a freaking boom Here, box. Deliver them. a giant cardboard box full of Lay's. What's the, the episode of SpongeBob where they should deliver the pizza? Yeah. He and, he and Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, he he. I guess he walked about nine miles away, uh, ended up on an Interstate 84, flagged down a, a, a driver who gave him a ride to his house. Um, How about to so, the hospital? Yeah. Well, he did go to the hospital. That's probably a good idea. Yep. I need to go home and get my books first. And, uh, <laughs> I got to. I got to get some reading material <laughs> in case I have a prolapsed uh, anus. Prolapsed rectum. Damn near killed him. <laughs> I need. To, well, I'm sitting on the toilet. I need to have some good reading material. <laughs> um, okay. So a, a fan banned from a stadium. Rinse a crane <laughs> to watch that. his team play soccer. Their right, games. I yep. saw that. <laughs> yep, he, he's That's... banned for twelve months. Uh, so he rented a crane for less than a hundred dollars. You know how much of a shitty human being you have to be to get banned from a soccer yeah. stadium because yep. yeah. there are that is a stadium full of shitty people, full of drunk shitty people. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. able to finish the match, but he watched uh, seventy-five to ninety minutes with the best seat in the house. So funny. Yep. Yep. That man's my hero. So, um, and then last but not least, cops claim mice ate half a ton of missing marijuana. Mm. Well, they shouldn't be hard to catch. Half a ton. Think. Half a ton. You don't want just fucking moseying over uh, across your living room like, <laughs> fuck, man. Is that a was, rat? It's probably got the, all you got to do is put out a, like a Dorito. And it's like, like say You can just put some Doritos on a trap yeah. and they'd go for it. So needless to say, the police officers were fired. So put out one of those Dorito Locos tacos and be like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Who's the guest this week? I'm so sorry. Have you guys had the... Uh, Not you. Yeah. The Doritos, the uh, Volcano Doritos, whatever the... No, I don't think I have. I will say the sweet chili, what? the What's, best what goddamn Doritos about? out there. <laughs> the sweet chili Doritos are the best Doritos Speaking out there. Speaking of Infinity War, Infinity War, Infinity Wait, Wars. we were just talking about Infinity Wars. How did you get from Doritos <laughs> to <laughs> Infinity Wars? Wow, you hand Brandon your, is will you drunk. Hand your keys over, please. Speaking of Infinity Wars, <laughs> this is a segment on Mike Pence. <laughs> it is affinity for Donald Trump. I'm just gonna go back to what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. God, going to the interview just in this. Jesus. My All right. God. Instead of having Foofy this week, uh, we're going to have uh, <laughs> Phoba, friends of Brandon Andrus. Yay. <laughs> Phoba. I feel like we need a different song for that, though. Uh, this is it. Oh, oh my God. Boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a mess. Yeah. yeah, that is a mess. That is a mess. I'm sorry that you guys lost Patreon support <laughs> yeah, this week because of you. This is, where, this, this is the mark of of this is the end of it all. Who is the guest this week? I missed. All it. right, so um, author. Um, 
<laughs> You're just looking at me so intensely. Yeah, I'm just asking. <laughs> I asked the damn question on who it was. Uh, Carrie Umhow. Okay, yeah. So who it is, it's in the future. We're going to kick you out of here, and then we're going to talk to her. Right. Okay. It's, Nobody it's, fucking it's, believes it's that. It's an illusion. It's an illusion, yeah. okay. Brad. It's an illusion, Michael. <laughs> Trick is something a whore does for money. Or cocaine. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carrie Umhow. Uh, author of Burning Down the Fireproof Hotel. She's the founder and correct, corrective, correctional <laughs> officer, creative of director of Spacious. She is the director um, of community engagement for Breadcoin. Um, Brandon Andrus, friend of Brandon Andrus. Yay. So without further ado, here's our conversation. Yeah, and I'm out. With Carrie Amal. Hey, I'll Carrie. See you on the flip side, whatever that is. Bye, Brad. All right. Bye, I hope everybody. you don't die. Well, maybe. Same, I guess. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Brad may be dead. Bye, right. everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Carrie, thanks for coming on the show. Excited to be with y'all. Yeah, we are super pumped to have you. Um, we're here to talk to you. So, so we had a conversation with Mr. Andrus here, Brandon the Andrus. Hello. And um, he said, you've got to get carry on. And we said, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and then. Yes, let's do it. It's yeah. like, let's have Brandon come. And, and it worked out because Brad's on hiatus right now. So, or he's dead. Who knows? We haven't checked. Um <laughs> Who? Who? Um, <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> but uh, um, it worked out because because Brandon came up to to fill in, so it was it was it was perfect. That serendipitous. Was serendipitous. That's the word I'm there looking for. So, can you kind of tell us a little bit about who you are and um, where you've come from? Where you've come from? No, kind of kind of like your your upbringing and uh, what it is that you do. Deep background kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the South as evidenced by my y'all that I started with. <laughs> and we're from Southern Indiana. We use y'all too. So. Y'all, y'all come back now. You hear? Oh my my autocorrect on my phone always gives me y'all as the only option. And I'm like, sometimes <laughs> I do say you. So sorry. <laughs> um, but I am from Atlanta. I grew up down there in a family that um, had a unusual occupation. My father's in the thoroughbred horse racing world. So I grew up going to horse races all over the country and all different parts of the world. And um, that was an unusual atmosphere. It was a world of privilege and a bit of isolation um, in that I didn't really understand that there was a whole world beyond my world. Maybe that's typical of kids, but I definitely did not. And went to college in North Carolina, met my husband, got married six weeks out of college and had had three children by the time I was 31, an empty nest by the time I was 49. Oh, wow. So I'm in a second phase of life. I'm now 57. Um, raised my kids here in D.C. where we came um, in the mid-80s. What brought you to D.C.? My husband is a doctor, and we came here for his medical residency. Okay. Oh, awesome. And I came kicking and screaming. I thought it was the worst place ever. Um, I thought it was just boring, conservative, dreadful. Um, he's grown up here, so I thought we wouldn't have any choices other than the life of his family and that it would just be fall right into what their life was, which was a perfectly fine and good life, but I wanted to make my own. Right. 
and um, I really didn't want to come. And I adore this place. <laughs> awesome. So what's your what's your religious background like? I grew up in Presbyterian Church, but my my mother was super involved, was always teaching Sunday school, deacon of the church, all kinds of things. My father was um, super respectful of her faith and of our going, but wasn't part of his story. So um, I became a Christian in the I Accept Jesus sense when I was 13 through getting caught shoplifting. <laughs> yeah, 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 Carrie, tell us that story. Yeah, we need to hear it. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, I used to come <laughs> home from school and do my homework, my vocabulary homework, or get a little bit of the work done, and then get on the city bus, bus number 23 in Atlanta, and head out to the mall and steal things. And I did this. <laughs> yeah, awkward, um, awkward. At least um, you didn't throw puppies against the garage. <laughs> that we'll get to that but, um, so I went up to the mall and I stole things and one day I was in a Sears store and um, I got caught having stolen some baby powder which is not really criminal material normally but um, <laughs> another day I had stolen 17 LP records oh, oh wow oh, nice that takes skill <laughs> 17 at once. I know I would have gotten in more trouble for that, but if you want a bit of a reputation as a rough criminal, you really want to be caught on the day with the albums and not with the baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> Death Row Tall and, you know. Uh, NWA. Tough stuff in the mid-70s. So I got caught shoplifting, and um, my mother had to come into the store and um, discuss me with the detective at Sears of all places. <laughs> and, um, I, my mother said pretty quickly that day, well, you know, Jesus forgives you and I forgive you and you can still go to the sleepover tonight at your friend Julie's house. Wow. wow. If you're in seventh grade and you still wow. go get to go to a sleepover when you have had criminal activity, it really gets <laughs> I mean, that was awesome. Listen, so, Carrie, if, if if I caught one of my kids stealing talcum powder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the summers the summers get pretty humid down there. So, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you need the power to dry stuff up. I mean, I can completely understand that theft. Yeah. I'm was, just saying. Where, where do you sweat, Matt? Jeez. Uh, making it sound like a practical kind of product. It's a little more girly glamour, just so uh, you know. Like, I don't want it to sound like, you know, antifungal or anything. <laughs> oh, goodness. So it was called Love's Baby Soft Powder, just so you know. So I got... I got saved, you know, because I was not anymore, um, I was not restricted from the sleepover. And I really did think, I've been in church, this Jesus stuff was kind of abstract, um, and that was probably one of my vocab words at the time that I was with, <laughs> abstract. Um, but, I, you know, this Jesus business was kind of abstract, but all of a sudden is real, and I want part of this, I want to be part of the story with this Jesus who forgives you when you do the worst thing that I possibly could have done. Hmm. Hmm. At that point, so, um, I want it in. So, Carrie, you know, obviously, I mean, jumping forward, you wrote a book, yes. and somehow your story from growing up in Atlanta and this place of privilege somehow informed the writing of this book. Yes. And so what was that 
uh, process like? What what was happening in your life that was coming undone or you say burning down the fireproof hotel? Like what was going on in your life to lead you to this place where you had to write this book? Well, my whole life was taken apart. And um, I spent my 20s and my 30s just being good. Uh, haha. I mean, but <laughs> everything that I thought was just being a good Christian, a good girl, a good wife, a good mother, a good neighbor, a good everything, just nonstop rules going through my head of everything that I had to do to make sure that life worked. And it, that doesn't that doesn't hold up, right? I mean, so I got to my late 30s and started seeing myself really um, doing some dysfunctional things in relationships, nothing, mm. you know, super socially awkward, but things that I knew internally, this is kind of off base, and started just looking at my story a little bit more deeply and what was going on in my heart. And I'm a compliant firstborn, and other than the shoplifting, I... <laughs> kind of tried to do what I was supposed to do outwardly at least. But I just knew internally that something just wasn't working. And so over the decade of my forties, I just started seeing my life dismantle and I, nothing again, nothing looked that different on the outside, but my understanding in looking back um, was that God was just breaking down all of the faults uh, gods, false idols that I clung to, just things that I thought I will die if I don't have this. All mm. of them broke down. So Carrie, really quick, what year was that? Um, that started in, let's see, uh, around 2000. Because it's interesting to me that, you know, we're basically sitting here 18 years later and everybody's talking about deconstruction as the buzzword. And in 2000, you were having kind of this moment where you had built this fortress around in your life where you were comfortable, where you had, you know, pretty much everything you could ask for from beautiful children, healthy bank account, you know, a loving husband, and somehow something was not clicking with this faith thing. And it all seemed to be kind of breaking down for you. Oh, yeah. I just thought, what's this joy business that people talk about? What's this abundant life thing? I know this doesn't make a bit of sense because I just think there are a bunch of rules that I'm trying to follow. And I had all these categories of people who were good and people who were mm -hmm. not good. Of course, I was the good one, but all these <laughs> them categories. And then I realized I don't even like myself that much. So I'm a them, too, to part of my us, part of my I. <laughs> um, and I just started seeing God bring people into my life who were so different than me and who were amazing people and started seeing that Christians were not the only people that had a lock on morality or love for their tribe. And I just started being so impressed with all the variety of humanity that I encountered and really, really, really having crazy encounters on the streets with unusual people for me, people that I wouldn't have normally met. And it broke down my defenses and I just saw so much more of God and so much more of his image and every kind of encounter with people. Mm -hmm. And it wore me down so that I just <laughs> surrendered to love. Do you think it took DC to get you to that place? Well, a lot can happen in DC in a short time. Because <laughs> there's every kind of person who's here. So, you know, when the course of literally one week, um, about nine summers ago, I had an encounter every day with someone from a different continent or country, um, that was just profound. 
and looking back at that week, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, I was with someone mm. from Sierra Leone and someone from mm. Jewish culture in L.A. and someone from you know, Cameroon and just crazy experiences in one week. So, yeah, a lot can happen that way. And there's a microcosm of the world running through here every day. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. You, you talk about just the, all the people you ran into and how that started to break down everything. Like, I don't I can't think of anybody I know who has gone through call it deconstruction, whatever you want to call it, just reimagining their faith, reimagining life, whatever you want to call it, where it didn't start with some kind of relationship, with some kind of encounter with another person. I mean, my whole journey to becoming more LGBT affirming, like that all started with an encounter with a kid in uh, my first youth group, um, you know, 16, 17 years ago, whatever, whenever it was, 18 years ago. It all started with that conversation. It was, I don't know. Well, it's easy. It's easy to be against ideas whenever it doesn't yes. have a face, but then you see the face and you, you know, the person. Yep. And then all of a sudden, all of these stereotypes that you have and these assumptions mm -hmm. that you've made continue, you know, they start to break down and it's like, Oh, wait a second. You are a human being. Oh yeah. Right? You're just like me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually affected by a quote that I think Shane Claiborne was quoting Mother Teresa, but he said something like, everyone says that we care, that they care about the poor, but what are the names of the poor that you care about? Ouch, right. ouch, ouch. Yep. yep. I was like, uh, I don't know any names. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. So, you know, one of the things that I've seen, and maybe we should, so Carrie and I met in 2010 through twitter wow eight years ago <laughs> they had twitter back then yeah <laughs> was it i think it was 2010 because i had just written my first book and i was uh soliciting people to read the manuscript for free and carrie's like hey i'll take a copy and so she read it and so then we start talking unearthed uh, yeah unearthed yeah so <laughs> carrie and i start talking and all of a sudden we start developing this um kind of relationship uh online and it was funny because we continued to communicate because there were several things happening, I think, in both of our lives at the same time. Um, I think you before me, but it was certainly happening to me. And it seemed like that we were kind of on the same uh, journey. We were, we were speaking the same language and there were things that you were saying that I identified with and there were things that I was saying that you identified with. And I think that we met up one time. I had a... Uh, layover in Washington, DC. And <laughs> awesome. so I, I texted Carrie and I'm like, I'm going to be in DC for two hours. And so we'll get into talk about spacious in a second. Uh, the organization that Carrie uh, started was the founder of, but she's a very spacious individual and very <laughs> spontaneous. And uh, she and her husband drove to the airport. And of course he's like, now who's, who's this guy? Who's this <laughs> that guy? You randomly that met on Twitter. You randomly met on Twitter. And so That's why I brought it, Brandon, you know, <laughs> it was so cool because I, I went out of the terminal and I went out to where the, um, I think the loading zone was at and, uh, Carrie and her husband pulled up and we gave each other a great big hug and chit chatted for about 15 minutes and got our picture taken together and, awesome. and then off they went. That's but so good. It, it, yeah. It, that's kind of the, the backstory between how we know each other, but you know, Carrie from the time that, and I would really recommend people read your book. I mean, it's a, a very quick read. It is, there are so many great parts in it that I think a lot of people can identify with, especially people who are, 
deconstructing and saying, you know, I've been in a system for a long time. I'm asking questions about it. I'm looking for something richer, more vibrant, more full. I'm looking for community and other people and kind of walking that line. So how in the world did that, um, how, how did that path for you lead you to start spacious? Um, well, let me first say that you were one of the people that helped me start spacious. Cause I remember I said, would you be willing to read a bunch of materials about that? I'm thinking about, um, incorporating in this venture I'm starting. And, and I thought it was a good idea. Vacation. I really appreciated it. <laughs> I barely knew you and you were willing to lay around on the beach, I guess, reading my you know thoughts. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I love it when Brandon lays around on the beach. I know. Sometimes with clothes, sometimes with not. Oh, <laughs> TMI. Actually, that's not true. Pick, picture I, picture I was, didn't happen. Always with clothes. Uh, I hate you when you were reading my manuscript. The bear man needed to find a bear wife. <laughs> anyway, too much information. <laughs> I just started thinking about from my own experience how much my life was being changed by stranger encounters, by encounters with people who were really different from me. And I started just having this strong desire for other people to have that experience, to take a chance on other people outside of their usual silo or demographic. And I think in our culture, we're so lonely and yet we limit who we're going to look to for companionship Mm -hmm. or um, spiritual camaraderie or whatever else to people that are quote, like us end quote. What does that mean? What does it mean Mm -hmm. to be like me? I can't really say that every 57 year old, you know, suburban white woman who has some grandchildren, which I do now, um, is like me. Um, so, you know, I had found a kindred spirit in Brandon. I had found, um, in you, Brandon, I'm, I'm talking to you, not just about you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm here, Carrie. Hey, I'm still here. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I had found kindred spirits with people on the streets and I thought I want that for other people. I totally want that for other people. Mm -hmm. Then I, um, met a, guy, another guy online. It's sounding so sketchy, but I think it's better. I met this other guy by writing about him on my blog. And he has become one of my best friends in the world. His name is Joey. And he um, is a secular Jewish guy from LA or more culturally Jewish, who had fundraised the cost of a private college education for a Palestinian Muslim friend as a high school student. And I was so impressed by this. I'd read about it in People magazine. I was writing a blog at the time about Jubilee principles in the Old Testament and what it is to share our resources. Wrote about Joey. He had a Google alert on his name. He moved to my city. I took him to lunch. We bonded (laughs) instantly, blah, blah, blah. And we started Spacious together with the idea that we both from, you know, a 20, whatever it is, 28 year age gap, I think, um, 22 year age gap had really similar visions for our friends and loved ones. We wanted the same things for our people. We wanted people to encounter otherness and to encounter more in life. And um, so we put on 47 events in DC under the name of spacious a little organization that we started and um, everything from adult recess in a park here to um, 
going to a racism exhibit at Natural History Museum here and talking about what is race as a construct. We, um, oh gosh, we brought people together in so many crazy ways. So many things that I had thought of before and said to my husband, who's a little more introverted than me, like, hey, you know, we should do something where we interview strangers and then go to the thrift store and buy them a present. And my husband glazed over like, I don't know. I, I got to know about the adult recess. What, is, what, what, is, what What's that? It's at Michael's Alley. Yeah, that was fun. Um, we just did dorky things like kids do at recess, but with adults. So we had an, a shuttle run with the racers. We had tug of war. We had a pizza delivery game where people had to get inside of a hula hoop and be delivered to the other end of the park without bumping into their hula hoop um, because they were the pizza. It's kind of hard to explain. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just total goofy stuff in the park. So, yeah. Carrie, that that sparked the uh, attention of a lot of people because I remember yeah. at the time, whenever you were um, doing a lot of things with Spacious, BBC picked up on it, Washington Post picked up on it. So you had a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people from around the world kind of picking up on what you were doing. And so, why do you think that? that was such an intriguing uh, concept or idea to some of these large news organizations. Well, the ones that were specifically in DC were just shocked that there was some fun happening here. Fun in DC with politics. I yeah. I don't know what y'all's rep, you know, how you see DC, but sometimes people <laughs> can think it's kind of wonky, you know? Um, and even one of the local um, MSNBC shows talked about how um, Congress should not have been out in the park playing recess games. They should have been in session. And I'm thinking, oh, no, wow. Nancy Pelosi was really not playing eraser games with us, but whatever. I don't know how they <laughs> thought she was there, per se, but they did. So um, I think it struck a nerve because I think everybody knows in their gut the spiritual truths and one of them is we need rest we need play we need not to be grinding ourselves into the dirt with effort um we're made for more than that and our identity doesn't come from everything that we do and i think people know that in their gut and so when somebody says you know adults can play it's just a cry for sabbath it's just a desire mm, for sabbath yeah. Mm. yeah they these guys just talked about sabbath mm -hmm. what two weeks ago yeah yep yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting whenever I hear you say that, I, I think that we have become so cynical in our culture that it's easy to hear what you're doing and to understand what's going on behind it and really the need for it, you know, with this fast paced culture, everybody takes everything so seriously. Everything is, you know, we're at each other's throats. And then to hear, to, to, to hear someone that's out there saying, you know what, we need to lighten up a little bit and we need to uh, find some space and to find some rest within that. Um, it's so countercultural to what we're doing that I think, you know, just like you said, I think that that's why it got so much attention because everybody inherently knows that there's something that we're missing. And, and quite frankly, I'm not sure that a lot of people know how to access that. And so you were tapping into something that for me was it, it, maybe the question I would have for you at this point is how did people respond when you were in the parks of Washington, D.C., like pitching some of this thing to strangers off the street? How did they respond? Well, that was our biggest 
um, crowd for any of our events. One person wanted to bring her whole birthday party to the event, so she brought 25 <laughs> people with her. Um, I should have her like a party planning fee, but she got to come to just like, you know, a free thing for lots of fun. Um, <laughs> of course, kids were watching us from a distance because kids aren't shy about going over and joining other kids. And we left all the equipment that we brought to that, uh, most of it with kids who were watching from the margins of the park mm. and just said, Hey, you guys want these moon shoes and you want these jump ropes? And they're like, yeah, we're in. That's awesome. So, um, you know, adults just walk by and look kind of like, what's that about? But kids walk by and think, I want to do that. That looks fun. So yeah, there's a real longing for that. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Hey, you know, not to take a, a downturn here, but, um, not, not to bring this thing down, but I'm going to, but you know, Carrie came into our house church, um, a couple of years ago, I think whenever you were talking about your book and Mm -hmm. just talked to us and spent time with us and just kind of facilitated with, with us. And it was so meaningful and it, it, it was actually so meaningful that everyone who was there just really engaged with you. And you, you have so many great stories of so many people that you've met and influenced in the way that they've influenced you and just kind of your backstory of where you've been and where you're at right now. And so, so much so that, um, and you guys know this, like February of last year, uh, one of the families in our house church, their 15 year old son died in a tragic accident. And we were really trying to figure out how to move forward. Um, not to move away from his death, but to carry him with us. But how do you start taking steps out of tragedy? And, and so one of the things that we did was I reached out to a lot of people that I knew and trusted Matt. Uh, you came down, Michael, you did not. Yeah. I, um, I was, I'm not trusted. He is not no, to be trusted. He has nothing valuable to add. <laughs> to anything, but You know, we, we spent the entire summer of last year asking people to come in each week to our house church and we just opened the canvas wide and said, you know, just help us take steps forward with each other. And the thing that I remember when you came down is it was kind of a turning point for us because we had spent so much time inwardly focused as we should have, because we were really destroyed and still, I mean, still are, but we were seriously destroyed and wounded and everyone who came in to talk to us just walked us through like what do baby steps look like in the midst of tragedy and by the time that you 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 drove straight shot from Washington DC to Bowling Green Kentucky to see the uh, eclipse that happened and then you jetted (laughs) up to Columbus Indiana and you stayed with us for the weekend but one of the things that was so kind of incredible about what you did was you said, how can I take these spacious principles and birth them with this group of people? And so one thing that you did, and and I I want you to talk about it because I think that it would just be really good for people to hear creativity, hear about creativity of ways that we can break out of the mold of what we do from day to day. And everybody always asks questions like, you know, I'm tired of being a cynic on Twitter, or I'm tired of just railing against the system, or I'm tired of, you know, what can I do? And you came in and on the second day that you were with us, you said, let's find a place in Columbus that is definitely underprivileged and let's set up tables. Let's put tablecloths on. Let's set 
uh, you know, place settings, candles, the whole nine yards. And we just baked pies and had them all there and just invited everybody that we could find in the neighborhood just to sit around and eat pie Mm -hmm. and have conversation. People that we wouldn't normally talk to on a daily basis, either because of routine or because we never cross paths, but we were actually creating space to sit down at a table and have conversations with people and get to know them and know their story. And so to me personally, that, that blew my mind because I think, you know, usually we're looking around within our towns and our cities and we're like, well, where is the opportunity to serve? And you're like, screw that, go create your own opportunity. And I I thought it was amazing. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, and from my perspective, it was so beautiful to see your amazing crew wanting to serve and wanting to do something outside of their own pain. And I felt like God met each of us there in that space in some really cool personal ways. Um, some of which are other people's stories, but to tell, not mine, but, you know, really saw him show up. And I, in DC, we've been doing that pie party concept. We call it flash table and flash what flash table. So kind of part, part flash mob, part (laughs) banquet table. (laughs) (laughs) Flash dancing. Yeah. You know, could do a little bit of that. And, um, Michael's really good at that. (laughs) Excellent. He's really good at tantric stretching as well. Yeah, oh, gosh, lots of tantric stretching. <laughs> just ignore that, Karen. Just, just I'm move on. I'm, I'm regretting inviting Brandon to, to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm kind of glad we're not on video, y'all. This yeah. is um, so we have done that here and just seen incredible things happen. And the idea to me is that when you move from knowing someone, seeing someone's face, to knowing their name and then going further to hearing a little bit of their story, mm-hmm. something so powerful happens. Yep. And we've seen just spaces that were just, oh, you know, I would call them God forsaken spaces, but I think better accurately called people forsaken spaces um, that, you know, drug dealing parks here in DC and the neighborhood we were in in Columbus was rough. Just a lot of, you know, down and out, struggling people in the blocks around there but to go into a space and claim it for something beautiful and redemptive it's automatically transformed within minutes into something that's just inviting and beautiful and saying to people do you want to sit down for a free pie party and they're just like wait what's the catch (laughs) yeah what's the catch yeah and they're thinking do i have to like you know read a bible tract or hear your faith story or no no there's nothing happening here just and you know sometimes i really have seen that the holy spirit moves and some people end up saying i can tell your church people and i want you to pray for me i mean that's happened here um Hmm. things happen but we're not leading with that we're leading with we're just people here serving pie and it's homemade pie which is awesome because some people (laughs) haven't had that in a long time and they're eating crappy food and then they sit down and start telling you, you know, this reminds me of my grandmother and I hadn't had this or so many people have a pie story. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. Oh man. So it was beautiful just to see y'all serving and to be in the middle of it. And yeah, I think, I think, you know, the thing for me that was really so good is that I think back at my, you know, 20 years ago within the church setting and, I remember specifically this one time we were sitting in a Sunday school class and 
the subject matter for like eight weeks was going to be how to evangelize to Ugh. people. And, you know, and I, and I, I just remember even at that time thinking this just seems so forced and it seems like, you know, here I am waiting around for them to say the right thing where I can relate to that and then give my pitch about why that they need to come to church. And, you know, I think over the years as, as I've looked at that and just realized how limiting that is and how dehumanizing that is to people, you know, if people say, well, you know, what, do, if someone really said within the church and they were asking an honest question and said, well, then what does evangelizing look like? It looks like being a decent human being who sits around the table with another person mm. and gets to know them and looks them in the eyes and here's their story. And, and it's not just us hearing their story. It's them hearing our story and, and, and developing this bond and this relationship. And, you know, ultimately it's about finding the heart of God and community. And, you know, it's not just a one-time event where you drop in and show up and eat a piece of pie, but it's like, how have you inv invested in that long term. What does that look like on a, on a regular basis where you're not just saying, Oh, you're going to go eat some pie, feel good about it and walk away. Like we did something special, but how are you really getting to know the people there? And I, I, I think that that's something that you're discovering or have discovered a long time ago is how all of this stuff goes down to a fundamental humanity with all of us. Is there, there's something, and you know, there are people who are cynical on both sides who could say, well, you know, that's really nice of you people of privilege to go into underprivileged areas. And it's like, you know, I, I kind of push back against that quite a bit and say, no, it's about essential humanity. It's, it's us being human beings together and sitting around a table and eating together. And I think that that's a beginning place for a lot of amazing things that to happen. Yeah, I do too. And I, um, really like the idea of being at a table with somebody instead of behind some barrier handing yes. something yep. across. Yeah. So it's like, hi, my friends and I are sitting here having a picnic. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you is a very different posture than we've come into this neighborhood with something that you need that we've determined from the outside that you need. I don't know what someone needs in their neighborhood, but I can go and eat pie and invite them and they can say yes or no. And that's a different combination. That's a different situation. Yeah. So all of this is kind of, you've had an amazing trajectory over the last eight years. I mean, you, you are, you are full of energy. You, you are a vibrant creative and it's just amazing. Um, it's an amazing thing to see. So all of this has led you to your newest endeavor, your latest yes. endeavor. And yes. I, I'm just going to let you talk about it. Cause I think it's really, uh, it's ingenious I think that it's the beginning point for where a lot of people can um, latch on to a new idea and start thinking differently about, I'm just going to let you pitch it. I'm not going to talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, good, good lead in. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I am involved with a project called bread coin, one word bread coin and a partner, Scott Borger is his name. He's an economist. He and I started this. Um, it was his initial idea. And then I joined in on this kind of psychosocial behavioral end so as an economist, he started after 2008 financial mess, looking at what would it look like for us to be meeting each other's needs in a deeper way and not counting on government to be able to meet the needs of the most struggling people. It's always. Idea. 
programs were cut and whatnot, as we've seen. So he um, envisioned this way that Christians could meet each other's needs, not just Christians, but all kinds of folks who want to do that, um, and created BreadCoin. And I came in at the kind of community, um, mobilizing churches, community members, nonprofits, individuals side of it, and we've created this together. So at the simplest level, it's a food token. It's an actual physical coin that has been minted. It's not legal tender, of course, um, but it's a physical coin. Um, if a person on the street asks you for money for food, as we certainly see a lot here, you know, could you give me some money? I need to go get a sandwich. And you're not sure whether you should do that. That's controversial. And sometimes what people do is just look away or ignore the person because it feels like an awkward thing to say no. And it feels like an awkward ask anyway. Now people feel empowered to move towards that person because they have something they can offer. They hand this food token to them. It's called a bread coin and say, hey, this is worth money. This works just like money at a vendor. Let me show you on the reverse side the vendors that are participating and points them to a vendor who accepts it just like cash. So that's the simplest level. It's a food token, not just for homeless or hungry people, but for people, families with food insecurity, for kids who are being rewarded for um, attendance at school or improving literacy. It can be used as a tool for all kinds of things. So then the vendor, um, I get so excited. I just talk about talk. <laughs> so, no, interrupt. If you no, want. you're good. You're no, good. You keep going. Okay. So the vendor um, has at, after a, uh, Every month, someone shows up at the vendor from our team and redeems the bread coins. We take back the bread coins and we pay them the same value that they've, um, they're worth 220 at this point. So we pay them 220 for every bread coin, direct deposit into their account. But what's exciting for a vendor is we do micro loans for our vendors. So if a vendor wants to grow their business in some way, they can ask Breadcoin to match them with investors. We try to do that, and then the, the loan is paid back with a small interest, um, with the amount of interest, and it's paid back in bread coins. So the person <laughs> who's invested gets the money back, again, that they'll then give a second time mm. to other people who need. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so then the vendor is paying um, a loan back in the currency that they weren't receiving Currency is not legally what it is, so let me be careful with that word. But um, they're paying back um, with a methodology, a new way of having received money. There are clients that they probably couldn't, customers they probably wouldn't have had before who didn't have any source of money to come to their business. And so within a neighborhood, we link together nonprofits, churches, mosques, synagogues, individuals who want to meet the needs of folks in their area. We link them together and then get vendors right in that same neighborhood who will be the key to it by accepting these. And um, so we're seeing it develop in all different, all four quadrants of our city here in DC. We have a location in Portland, Oregon, and it's just super exciting to see how churches and um, folks are innovating with it and using it to meet needs and to link people together. Was there initially, was there, was there pushback on it? Was there resistance? Was there skepticism from like vendors and from lenders and from all different kinds of different sides of the, the idea? Well, one early skepticism was a couple of places who said, well, we don't want more undesirable people hanging uh, out at mm. place. And, um, Fair enough. I mean, that every business has to sort that out, what that's going to look like. But every every business needs a policy on loitering, whether you've got cash or a bread coin. Right. Yeah. 
you can't stay at most places nine hours with a $1 purchase. So, you know, that has to be sorted out. Um, so we definitely found that we had the most success. Um, we have had the most success so far with businesses that are takeaways that are food trucks, food okay. carts, uh, okay. um, that kind of thing. But then that gives us the great ability to engage one of our food trucks to come to a struggling neighborhood for example, to a community service day or a basketball game or something, show up on the sidewalk at a certain time and have a nonprofit give bread coins to all the kids, for example, at a basketball game and say, hey, at noon, there's going to be a you know cookie and ice cream truck out front and this will get you a treat. And so the nonprofit then is the hero in the eyes of the people they're trying to serve by having provided the snack right. that day. Man, that makes brilliant. Sense. Isn't that fun? And yeah, that's freaking um, brilliant. I mean, we love it because then we get to incent- we get to encourage um, local vendors who are already the folks feeding the community. Not saying everyone should cross town to my restaurant, but saying no, these are hardworking, amazing people who've been trying to feed their community, and let's make it um, let's make it better for them. I think that's been my I think that's been my fundamental problem for a long time within the faith community is that there's so much lack of creativity within it yes. of just of just sitting around and thinking like what are ways that we can start addressing real world problems in a way that is different than, you know, either the way the government's doing it or the way that people would expect, or in a way that people don't think that we have some sort of agenda behind it. Like you guys have figured out something that absolutely makes sense. And it seems like it's a win-win for the community. It's not just a, a win for the person who's receiving food. It's a win for, the food trucks. It's a win for the person receiving the food. It's a win for the community in general about learning how to be generous. Yeah. We feel like the most happens for the person who didn't know before how to ever um, respond to a request for help. And that person now thinks, Oh, I hope somebody asked me because I have something to give now. (laughs) And if the person says, you know, screw this, I don't want it and throws it in the gutter, which is extremely rare. Um, you still can say, all right, whatever. Well, you know, my name's Carrie, what's your name? And you know, how's your day going? (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. But you know, I love it that my partner, Scott, Scott Borger, he just, um, you know, to have a PhD in macro and macroeconomics, to know what he knows at that level, and to have this incredible heart for the poor and struggling, and to use that creative brain that he has to think of this, to um, just work hard to see the pieces come together. It's been so fun to join him um, with my right brain emphasis and <laughs> partner with his left brain <laughs> emphasis and just see God use two really different people in synergy together to bring this to our city. And we've got a great team of other people starting to join us too. But um, that's been so cool. Cause you're right. You think Christians just come up with it like, well, this is a sad situation and we'll pray. Maybe God will do something. <laughs> He's saying, oh my gosh, you know, I enabled you to get a PhD in this subject. Maybe you could do something. So I think the biggest question I have at this point is, do you like Scott better than me? Oh, gosh. Brandon, so <laughs> you'll always be my because we met on Oh, Twitter. okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure that was right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let, me ask, let me ask one thing. <laughs> my husband, you know. <laughs> <laughs> is there, are there any, I mean, you said you have one in D.C. and one in Portland. Are there plans to expand it further? Yeah, we have got requests from several cities. Oh, that's and, incredible. Um, awesome. We'll get more because of this podcast. Yay. All the five um, people who listen to it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> dozens. Dozens of people. Five different cities. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> 
maybe it's your wives and children, you know, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> no, just kidding. But, um, we are trying to get it real solid and strong here in DC in the sense of being able to make it really, um, viable, sustainable in sure. different cities and help people customize what it would look like in their context. You know, what are, what sorts of nonprofits are there dealing with what sorts of um, social issues. We think it's um, something that can be used to meet any basic human needs. It doesn't have to be just food. There are um, churches here that are um, have asked us if they could use it for internal thrift stores, small thrift stores in their churches that people pay to buy clothes. And we're like, of course, it's a, you know, Jesus said, clothe the people do, right? Yeah. So we are just developing materials that would help it be sustainable in other cities. And then basically in another city, we feel like what we need is five or six people that would be a key team who would dream about, you know, what neighborhood would this best start in that has the little ecosystem of the needed constituents and elements, probably a couple of vendors who are willing to take it. And then probably 10 people or so who would be willing to purchase maybe 20 bread coins or so a month each so that you get some in circulation. And once there's that going on in the city and we have the infrastructure that we can say, you know, here are the key components you would need, then we just think it should roll. Awesome. So it's fun. That's, that's, I'm kind of speechless. That's yeah. freaking brilliant. I mean, that no, is, I, I, I love it when it's prophetically brilliant. That's right. Yeah. 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 I love it when people just say there's a need mm-hmm. and we're going to figure out a way to creatively. Yeah creatively creatively yeah, deal with exactly it. yeah. it's not thinking outside the box it's pretending there is no box yeah I, I mean Carrie honestly I mean one of the main reasons why I absolutely wanted you on this podcast is because there are loads of people who listen to this more than five that at least two dozen at least three or four dozen and <laughs> just, just to be generous um, that I feel like are kind of deconstructing their faith much like you did around 2000 who are asking really tough questions about it uh, of saying, you know, for what purpose, you know, for what purpose, why does this even matter? And you are someone who has taken what you've discovered and said, I'm going to make a difference in how I live this life. And you've done it. And I think that a lot of people are saying, look, we can debate the theological stuff. We can have differences on doctrine, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, what does it look like for, us to begin taking steps forward to making this place better. And, and I think that you're just a shining example of like, and I want to make sure that people understand it's like, it's rooted out of your love. It's rooted out of your love for people Mm -hmm. and relationships and community. And you know that it can be better. And so maybe that's why we uh, relate so well, but I, I just really appreciate your heart more than anything. And I think that that's why I wanted to get you on here so that people could hear that like we can take steps forward and it doesn't have, we don't have to wait for other people to initiate. We can start doing it creatively right now. Oh, I think that's totally true. And um, I still fall back still as a joke because I always will need to fall back on the fact that when I tried to love people and my energy of um, it was a mess. I mean, at one point I told a, 
trusted person that I had 225 people that I felt like I needed to try to love every month, like check in on these people every month. And she said, how many of them do you like? And I said, two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a natural lover. Um, So I have seen my heart totally transformed by just knowing God's love for me, by experiencing it, by having, and I've mostly experienced it by who he has sent to me to love me and care for me and be patient with me and walk with me and kick my butt when I needed it. And so, yeah, this is totally out of love, but you know, I've, God gives us each some people to love if we ask him. And once we are leaning into that and just saying, you know, give me your eyes for these people, give me your um, heart for them, help me think your thoughts towards this person. Then we know how to pray for them. We know how to move forward and, on the days when I don't or can't do that, oh goodness, I should just stay home. Yeah, it's we kn- like, we know how to love on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a that's a word. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're we're gonna give away five copies of Burning Down the Fireproof Hotel. Woo! Um, we're gonna be doing that via Twitter. So uh, people are interested in buying your book, you know, buy a book and then you can also try and win one too. And you can give one to your friend. Um, so, uh, we're going to be doing that on Twitter. Check out, uh, in, uh, I don't know. Twitter.com slash podcast, buddy. Twitter.com slash bastards podcast. Check it out. Um, do you have time for a, a lightning round? Yeah. All right. Um, what is your beverage of choice? Mezcal or tequila. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I should have led with that one. Um, coffee in the morning. <laughs> How do you like your coffee? Black. With tequila. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a, a, a specific type of coffee or are you just mixing it up? Oh, no, really specific. It's called Quatermains. It's a local roast. My husband has a special moped that he rides to go get the Quatermains because the parking is nasty over there. So this is important stuff. We are really dedicated to our coffee. Hey, and my awesome. husband you want to give the uh, website address for that? Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but my husband fixes my coffee for me every morning and brings it to me in bed or in my prayer chair, wherever oh, I am. Wow. The prayer chair. I like that. That's a good, that's a good name. Um, what is your favorite book? Adult book, like grown up book. Let's it, not put it, you can be, book. you can put a, a children's book in there. <laughs> children's book. My absolute favorite children's book, which I reenacted part of today with a five-year-old granddaughter is called Harriet the Spy. Oh, okay. yeah. I know Harry. Um, I'm obsessed with that book, and my grandmother name came from that book. I'm called Golly, and oh. Golly was a character in that book who exposed the main character Harriet to a world that she wouldn't normally have seen, and that's what I aspired to do as a grandmother. Um, so I love that book, and then um, Tattoos on the Heart by Father Gregory Boyle is my favorite oh. grown-up book. Nice, nice. Um, what is the last album you listened to start to finish? Well, y'all are younger than me. What's an album in your mind? A record, not, not a playlist. So like a CD, like 12 tracks, a full LP or just an eight track designed that way. Um, David Byrne, Mm. formerly of the talking heads, Mm -hmm. um, has a new one out, American Utopia, and we're going to see him next week here oh. at the venue. And so I'm getting that in my brain. 
to enjoy. Okay, I need to check that out now. Oh, so creative. So cool. Invisibility or super strength? Uh, like, is that like superpower? Yeah. My superpower is remembering people's names. I can walk into a room and meet like <laughs> 25 people and within 10 minutes say all their names back. Do you have a favorite TV show? Not a TV person. That's fine. Yeah. No. Um, well, yeah, I kind of have a guilty pleasure. All right. Okay? Let's hear it. Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> that is very guilty. Yeah. I have one character I'm pretty into, Bethany. She's not a character. She's a person. Yeah. She does the <laughs> the the skinny drinks. Yeah, skinny girl margaritas. Of course you know yeah, that. Yeah. Deep cut. Of course yeah, I it know took that. me a half a second to realize what he was doing. Michael's he deep absolutely cuts. knows that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I've never watched it, but I know who she is. <laughs> yeah, um, she's awesome. Uh, okay. So, texting or talking? In person for me. Okay. okay. So talking in person. Yes. Um, or texting in person, which one? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't uh, love phone and I don't love texting, so I like to show up in person with people. All right. Uh, and then lastly, where can people find you online? Well, Spacious is spacious.org. Breadcoin is breadcoin.org. My book is fireproofhotel.com. I think it's .com. Um books on Amazon, Audible, had fun reading it myself, all the usual places like that. And um, yeah, that's about it. I have Instagram and I don't do a lot on Twitter, but I'm there. Cool. And all right. Bread, bread coins on Instagram, Breadcoin DC or bread underscore coin. Okay. And um, spacious underscore sites. All right. Carrie, um, U-M, not full name. C-A-R-Y, like Cary Grant. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank so fun you. to meet you all. Yeah. I hope happen in person sometime. For sure. Next time, Brandon will have to let us know when you're in town. Yep, I will. Brandon, more of your people that I love. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Awesome. Well, we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, yep. y'all. See you, Cary. Now that we And tell us what you think The five stars get red But one star is dead To us What do we get for $10? Okay. okay, from now on, we're not plugging Brandon in Yep <laughs> That's, that's going to be the new rule <laughs> Yep, no Brandon uh, I'm out of here <laughs> I'm I'm sick of this. <laughs> Can't take this anymore. We got two. Two. Dose. We just literally just got one, I think. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Just showed up. Okay, so this one is just from, showed up. from Joshua Schilling. Uh what a shilling. Long time coming. Uh, <laughs> dot dot dot. He's in the pub, I think. I think he is too. Yeah. I've been giving these guys my money for a while now. Yep, he's definitely in the pub. He's definitely in the pub. <laughs> But I'm just now getting around to doing the simplest thing they ask of their listeners. I'm asking for a refund. This, yeah, this show is the perfect blend of juvenile humor. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, How dare you? In deep spiritual conversation. I'm very excited right now. Uh, listening to the hashtag section in any kind of public setting is dangerous, as I usually end up laughing along with the ridiculousness. Wait till you hear tonight. The online community that has sprung up around this show is pretty incredible. 
Thanks, Josh. I love it's you. It's one of the only things that makes me wish I was better at being more engaged online, but simply knowing that all these turds are out there makes me feel less alone on my path. Thanks for all you guys are doing. Thank you for Thanks, being buddy. a friend. This is... F- <sighs> Go ahead. This is called Like Morning Zoo Radio, but with, Z- with Jesus Talk. <laughs> this is Jesus Talk. Hey. Welcome, welcome to Morning Zoo Radio. With more puppies against the wall. This is Morning Zoo Radio with Teddy and the boy. Uh, This is uh, by Fish Basket Gordo. Oh. Hello, Fish Baskets at Long John's. Fish Baskets. Yeah. Yeah. Fish and fries and hush puppies. Mm -mm. Damn, I mean, if we get some of that later. I'm not a big fish fan. Long John's closes early, I think. Do they? Yeah. That's a shame. Okay. They're probably closed right now. Hey. Do you like listening to these zany, to the zany guys and gals on your local FM station? Yes. Cutting cutting the fool every morning, <laughs> making yeah. double entendres and hey, bodily everybody. function jokes galore. You know the ones. You don't? What do you mean? What's a radio station? Listen, I need to talk to someone older. All right, dad of the kid I was just talking to in my imagination. No, I don't want to hear about your four hundred one k right now, Carl. Table that for him for in a minute. I want to tell you about the inglorious bastards. Here's the rundown. Crude Never heard humor. of her. Crude humor? Check. Check. Rude but lovable hosts? Definitely. Deep conversations about stuff that really matters? Yes. Somehow. Whoa. It's a cocktail that works and I love it. Peace. Fish basket gordo. Ball size mass. Thanks, fish basket. Ball size mass. <laughs> what? There's all different shapes of balls. How do we know which ball they were talking about? I immediately went to softball. Oh, I immediately went to nutsack ball. You had a quad, well, quad in my sack. Case, that would, in my case, ball sack would be huge. So that was a big mass. I'm just saying. Just keep getting bigger and hangier as the years go by. Just sit down and splashing in the water. <laughs> dragging the bottom. Yep. <laughs> Beth, my balls got wet again. Uh, I'm going to need a shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for that review, by the way. That was yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, there's a fart noise for you. Hey, do you, uh, did, we, did you check Canada yet? No, I, ch- I check them every once in we'll a while. We'll check Canada later. There is one in Canada. There's like, t- no, I got that one already. Oh. I got that one last week. Uh, okay. Thanks, oh, for, okay. Thanks for being here. Wait, where was I? <laughs> thanks for paying oh, yeah. attention. Doing a podcast. God. Uh, Twitter top 10. Uh, this is number 10. Uh, retired tweeter at Bravos. <laughs> at, uh, at Pastors Podcast, I finally achieved my dream of number one tweet of the week. I can now Twitter retire. Hashtag now we bumped you to number 10. Thanks, Eden Ninja Turtle. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, number nine at Ruben Hood at Ruben Hood. Uh, when was I mentioned? I've listened twice. <laughs> so I must have forgot to read his tweet last week. That's amazing. It would be great if I didn't mention uh, it and still tagged him like you had talked about him. You should do like every week. Tag him every week. Yep. <laughs> Ribbon Hood. It's a thing. Uh, coming in number eight. Tw- Zest- Zesty Twistered. I-B-T-R-D-I-A. You might want to get that checked out. At Seville named Becky. Um, I've tried. I've talked. I can't read. Uh, I've, I've talked about. I've talked about feeling. I cannot what read. the hell is going I cannot on? Cannot read Does right you just now. Have a stroke. I think so. Uh, wouldn't be the first <laughs> time. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll be back in a minute while uh, Michael gathers himself. <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> All right. I've talked about the feeling of clarity that I suddenly had in my early 30s. That was a long time ago, Becky. Um, <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> That's at MJ Basinger, Becky. If you're wondering. Uh, I love you, Becky. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. Um, <laughs> I'm, shit. I'm sure that I completely understand. I'm not sure that I completely understand it, but now because of at the JMKC and at Pastors Podcast, I have a word for it. More ethic. Oh, yeah. Thanks. More a fuck. More a fuck. Yeah. Uh, more. Coffee. Coffee. Backwards. Yeah. You struggled with that. This is going to be a wild ride. Buckle <laughs> up, motherfuckers. <laughs> we need more tantric stretching. Come on. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number seven, Ray at Galactic Wonderlust. <laughs> Never heard of him. At Pastors Podcast, the Battle of Bywater shows... <laughs> hey, Ray Ray's number one, right? Show, show. Ray Ray is number Ray one. Ray Ray's number one. <laughs> See, Ray when Ray. you guys interrupt me, it makes it all the more difficult. Dude, we didn't even interrupt you the first time. You I know. You fucking struggled hard. The At Pastors Podcast, the Battle of Bywater shows that dealings with the hobbits and Hobbiton uh, had caused the invaders from the south to underestimate the hobbits who'd come back yeah. from the war. Yeah. Get Fro- your Fro- hand Fro- off my leg, Michael. Frodo and company fucked them up. Brandon. Stop it. All right. Um, Got some heaven for you, bitch. Coming in at number seven, Joystick Melinda. What was her new name? Didums. Didums. Didums in the house. Diddy, diddy, I'm so diddums. glad you put her in there. Didums. Didums. Yeah, we're retiring the stick TM. To uh, Didums. 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 That's what her husband calls her. So diggity, it's, diggity, diddums. So it's really funny and uncomfortable. Yikes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag yikes. At, at joyful turd. Uh, at Pastor's Podcast, at the JM Casey, I love the Cimmerillion. I've been wanting to read it again, and but, uh, but I need to go get myself a new copy. Constantly working towards the space I long for, which is somewhere in the woods reading all the books. Yeah. Hashtag Banksy, the Ninja Turtle. Hashtag expli- expletive prose. Yep. She's on Team Matt, too, by the way. By the way, that's a thing now. She's on Team day. Matt. She is on Team Matt. She's been on Team Matt for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's 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 an ever-growing band of Team Matt. Well, those people are wrong. It's okay. No. Ever, ever since that channel moment. Ever since the channel, ever since I went to therapy. Oh, now that, now that you're allegedly a nicer person. Fun fact, he's not. Just, uh, just you ass bag. He is 0% more nice. Exactly. God, I hate you. Coming in at number five, Tracy with a Y at Ukulele Tracy. Got pulled away while listening to this week's At Pastors podcast. When I came back, I heard a voice and thought, hey, At Polly Named Brad is back. Took me a second to realize it was At Polly Named Matt. There's only one Polly, and I still can't tell them apart. Never heard of her. At Banksy the Ninja Turtle. Coming in at number four, Ron Smith. Hey, Ron Smith helped Ron. Yeah. Ron is a big guy. He's a tall individual. Ron Bombadil. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, right, Brandon. Brandon is wiki wiki wasted. No, I'm laughing at people online. All right. <laughs> Ron Ron Smith at St. Andrew's Rebel. Finally finished the new episode at Pastors Podcast. Got my nerd fix on with some Tolkien discussion, criticism, and theology. Hashtag Banksy the Ninja Turtle. Hash, uh, and then he put all our hats at. Yeah. You going to be okay, Brandon, over there? I'm good. All right. 
Coming in at number three. You know, I'm just waiting for hashtags. Coming in at number three, aren't we all? (laughs) Stephen Dunn at Steve Dunn's Beard at Passage Podcast. Everyone getting quiet after my tweet was read as if that's where the line was. (laughs) The hashtag was hashtag beef jerky handshake. Come on. Hashtag Ninja Turtle. Uh, His new album dropped yesterday. Yeah. And it's really fucking good. Yeah, that we the played, first the we, first of his four part series. We on, played a couple songs from it. Go, oh man, go I got it today it. and listened to it twice already. It's so get good. It. So uh, it's five songs. He's doing like EPs basically. Man, yeah. it's holy crap. Five dollars on Bandcamp.com. You can go to there and get it. Yeah. It's also on Spotify, I believe. Sweet as well. Number two, Melissa Ryan at Mel the Warrior. Despite my complaints in the past, I thought this week's use of the soundboard was well-timed and added to hilarity factor of the podcast. Either that or I've become desensitized at this point. Either way, you've got my money. Hashtag. Well, well, we we shit on it this week. Yep. Really? Whatever kind of... Whatever kind of like trust we had gained, we blew it all apart this week. We're blaming Brandon. Never heard of her. Number one. That's no. apropos. Jeez. I don't know oh how gosh. how you found an even worse. <laughs> but you I sure mean, as hell I found one. I couldn't wait to use it. <laughs> it's like a nuclear disaster tonight. So I mean, bad. So, so metaphorical of this entire podcast. Okay. Jeez. Here's, here's the actual one. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't wait to use it. Hashtag <laughs> Woken Zachariah Beef Esquire at Zachy Beef. At Pastor's Podcast, if beef jerky handshake is a form of meditation, then I have meditated so much that the Dalai Lama looks like a single mom with two jobs and three kids. Oh, my God. Hashtag Banksy the Ninja Turtle. Wow. All right. Oh, man. Congrats, Zach. You Let's won. do this. I'm exhausted. Now it's time to I don't think they, they did right. not pay close attention. I need, a, I need a nap. I'm going first before you do because you've got 100. Yeah. All right. I've got uh, found Jesus through shoplifting. <laughs> uh, still got to go to the sleepover. Uh, I don't. That's what she said. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, that's that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want I don't want it to sound antifungal. <laughs> Tell all your friends. <laughs> Tell all your friends. Everyone, come on no, down. It's Tell fra- all your friends. It's fronts. Yeah. <laughs> the artist, artist formerly known as Brad. <laughs> Who? Her? <laughs> Chimpanzees make Michael uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna say why. Dan Summers. It's his fault. Yep. <laughs> Uh, That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, morphed into Michael on sabbatical. <laughs> Brandon's asexual. Dear God. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't oh. know. I feel like he came in with that one. He came oh. in like, this is what I'm going wow. to put out there. If if there was ever a brand that I was trying to create, oh. it's been it's decimated. Gone. It's gone. Uh, and the follow up to that. <laughs> He's not bisexual. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my winner. 
Uh, let's see. I've got three more. Uh, as long as he's anti-apartheid. <laughs> Aggressive 11 foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beth, my balls got wet again. <laughs> Do your balls hang low? Do, Do, they, wobble Do it for a can, 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 can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a cotton needle soldier? Do your balls hang low? Bum, bum, bum. All right. Uh, what do you got, Brando? Brandon, I, dare I ask what you have? <laughs> Brando Calrissian. Uh, hashtag uncomfortable with m- muggy sound. I'm comfortable with what? With monkey, monkey, monkey sounds. sounds. <laughs> That's number one. Uh, hashtag up from the grave he arose. <laughs> hashtag popped in. <laughs> hashtag. It's my wedding night. Thank you. Uh, hashtag he's like Pop a cat. Right uh, hashtag hard on the soundboard. Uh, hashtag morphed into Michael. Can, can we talk about how the simplest words make us giggle? Anybody says the word hard, we automatically start laughing. Hard. Doesn't even matter what it, what it is. He said he's being hard on the soundboard. Um, hashtag Brandon's asexual. Dear I can't believe you typed that out. It hurt. Um, no, it wouldn't because you're asexual. <laughs> well, hashtag get your hand off my leg. He's not into it, guys. And secondly, hashtag get uh, hashtag jerk and sausage. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag I know he's not bisexual. Uh, hashtag AOL.com. <laughs> uh, hashtag ball size mass. <laughs> Hashtag game over, bitch. Hashtag go back to Canada. Um, hashtag throw it against the garage door and be done with it. <laughs> hashtag aggressively loving foot. Um, hashtag. Very aggressive. Oh, Very angry 11 foot. Hashtag, where do you sweat, Matt? Hashtag, the, <laughs> hashtag the bear man. Hashtag adult recess. Hashtag talcum. Hashtag, do you like Scott better than me? Hashtag all the five people. Hashtag love on them. And then hashtag splashing in the water. <laughs> Uh, hashtag got some heaven for you, bitch. And <laughs> hashtag ever since that channel moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. The only one I had that's similar to yours is hashtag Brandon is asexual. No. Um, hashtag aggressive 11 foot. <laughs> all right. I also have hashtag Mr. McFeely popping in. <laughs> hashtag wed blessed. <laughs> Uh, hashtag if it comes out yellow oh, yikes God. <laughs> hashtag uh, rectal prolapse <laughs> uh, hashtag it hurt. So, uh, it. I, I think I honestly I think my two winners are either uncomfortable with monkey sounds <laughs> or, 
<laughs> no, we can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. No. Ball-sized uh, ball mass. Yikes. I honestly, I think my winner, my winner might be aggressive 11. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I think I'm with aggressive 11. Two, two out of three. <laughs> All right. Same. If, if you've ever, if, if you something, do the thing. <laughs> Go to Twitter. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hit us up on social uh. media with the hashtag, hashtag aggressive. <laughs> 11, 11 foot, foot. <laughs> feels like it's growing um, uh, Twitter Twitter at Pastors Podcast at Polly named Matt <laughs> Wait a second. he's not going to give it out at, he uh, doesn't want to be so Polly, sanded Polly named Brad <laughs> alright uh, facebook.com <laughs> Slash Bastards Podcast, Instagram, Glorious Bastards, closing time. Oh, just leave us a fucking review. (laughs) That's all I got to say. That's all I want. Fuck all your other shit. Go to patreon.com slash Bastards Podcast. We burn like 2,000 calories at this. Oh, fuck me. I'm exhausted. I need a nap. I'm exhausted. I quit. (laughs) Uh uh I'm very excited right now. Whoa. <laughs> uh, check out the Ta-da. Twisted Sisters. Never heard of her. Becky Seville is a person who's on there. Yep. Uh, with as many hashtags as you had, you were competing with Becky Seville. That's right. <laughs> She's known for her many hashtags. Thanks for filling in, buddy. Bow, bow. Thanks, Brandon. Hey, check out Outside the Walls. Not because of me, but because I have two amazing yes. co-hosts. Yeah, well, better than you. Of, because of you two. Well, I Your mean, content's good still. Ish. Hot, 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 hot content. content. Spicy content. <laughs> Muy caliente content. <laughs> outside the yeah, walls. Check out outside the walls podcast. It's waka good waka what? I'm pretty drunk.